I'd like to thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. I'm Pastor Otis Barnett of Calvary Church in Inverness, Florida. We are doing a series of messages on the Holy Spirit. One of the distinguishing marks of a Christian is the presence and leadership of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We believe that God is calling all of us to grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And our prayer for you is that God will move powerfully as you apply these principles to your everyday life. If you would like more information about the ongoing ministry of Calvary Church, please visit us at our website at InvernessCalvary.com. Well, how many of you enjoyed the uh, ministry of Pastor Dan Yakely uh, last Sunday? That was amazing. Or maybe even Wednesday night. By the way, Wednesday, first Wednesday, was amazing. Whoa. I mean, really good. Like, we had the first service of first Wednesday, and then we released people to go get their kids, and then there was another service. I'm telling you, God moved in this place. It was powerful. Uh, what, a, what a great time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. What a powerful, powerful time. And I thought how, how, um, how uh, just perfect it was that while we are in a series on the Holy Spirit, God comes and, and begins, we, we see demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and I want to I encourage you, especially right now in this season, that, that you would get all that God has for you. That you would be looking for a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the distinguishing marks of, of, of the believer is that you are going to have the presence of God in you and around you. That there is... Uh, that it that you are going to be led by the Spirit of God. Romans eight fourteen says those very things. It says these are the sons of God, those who are led by the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, what this says from the very beginning is that there is a relationship between the believer and the Holy Spirit. Pastor Chris mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and it bears mentioning. Again, lots of us come from traditions that don't usually even speak about the Holy Spirit. They don't even bring it up, or um, or what they do is, um, you know, uh, you know, when you you start to see miracles or you start to see God doing anything supernatural, or th- there's anything supernatural, that they come with this line. This was the church that I grew up in. Uh, they say, "Well, you know, the devil can do miracles too." And, and in this church, uh, uh, you know, well-meaning church, but what they did by saying that is they put the magnifying glass on Satan. And the scripture does not say, 
Oh, let us magnify Satan together. It doesn't say that at all. We need to turn the magnifying glass on God and say, God, we want to see clearly what you're doing, what you want to do in us and through us and on this planet as we're wrapping this whole thing up. We want to see you and we want to magnify all that you're doing. And listen, the lens through which we view God is through the person of the Holy Spirit. It's through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, just for the sake of clarity, so that everybody uh, gets this from the very beginning, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not just some ethereal presence. He's not just something, you know, tangible. He's not, he's not Holy Ghost bumps, okay? He's not, he's not just our hair standing up on the back of our, our neck. He is God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is liberty. That's good news. We focus on that. We say, wow, that where the Spirit of God is moving, there's great freedom. That's awesome, but don't miss the very first part of the verse. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit. Some of you may be thinking, you know, I've never heard a message like this in, in, in church before. I've never heard this. We didn't talk about this in, 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 in the church you know, that, that I grew up in, or, you know, we didn't talk about this. And well, I, I, I want to say this, you know, many well-meaning pastors, they don't bring up the Holy Spirit because they say, you know, um, well, I don't want there to be, uh, you know, any confusion going on in the people. And I don't, I don't want people to be confused by anything. And I, and I, I, I politely uh, would, would respond to that and say, confusion only flourishes in the absence of biblical teaching. Confusion only flourishes in the absence of big biblical teaching. And what we need in this hour is more biblical teaching on the Holy Spirit. This hour is getting darker and darker, and the light that is in you and I, His name is Holy Spirit. And we have to learn how to live in concert with Him. We have to understand Him in greater measure. And we're going to continue to dive in to the topic of the Holy Spirit so that we can grow in relationship with Him. Today I want to speak to you a message called Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Holy Spirit, the gift of God. Now, um, uh, I, I, we're, we're going to, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Acts chapter 8. And we're going to begin in, in verse uh, 18 here in just a moment. And if you have the Bible app, you can actually launch the Bible app and find our live event and go there and, um, and, and follow along with the notes there. Um, I want to tell you, give you a little bit of a background of, uh, of, of Acts chapter 8 before we get to this passage. So if you're, you're turning there or clicking there, uh, you, can, you can look up. Acts chapter 8 actually marks a season of revival in a place called Samaria. Philip, who was working in the food pantry, feeding widows, 
is full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and the next thing you know, he is out of the food pantry and on the mission field. And he goes to Samaria, and many people are being born again. Many people are coming to Christ and placing faith in his name. It's glorious. Uh, Samaria is the same region where Jesus is walking in John chapter 4, and he goes to a well, and a Samaritan woman comes out, and she has this whole interaction with with her and says, what do you have to do with me, you being a Jew and I'm a Samaritan? And, and then and, and he says, go and get your husband. And she says, I have no husband. He says, you, you've spoken well. The one that you have now is not your husband, but you've actually had five husbands. And the one you're with now is not your husband. And she's like, I perceive you're a prophet. She starts asking him theological questions and we begin to understand worship out of this interaction. But here's what you need to understand is in, in the next moment after encountering Jesus, that woman who is not living uh, the way necessarily that she needs to be living, she, when she meets Jesus, she, she goes back to Samaria. And she goes there and tells, come and see the one who has told me everything I've ever done. And Jesus then goes back to Samaria, stays a few days, and lays the groundwork for what's happening in Acts chapter 8. All these people are now placing faith in Jesus. But when the, when the disciples hear that, that there are all these people coming into relationship with God, uh, they say, we have got to go and pray that they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This secondary experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and now one of the people who were one to Christ, his name was Simon, he was a sorcerer. He, he used to be the, 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 the big uh, show in town, okay? He would kind of uh, keep people amazed with the, the sorcery and everything and all the things that he could do uh, with the wrong power. And, well, when, when uh, Philip came to town, Philip led him to the Lord. And he, he turned all that away. But then, you know, here, here's Simon, and he sees Peter begin to lay hands on people, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And this is where we're going to catch up to this story right now in Acts chapter 8, verse 18 through 20. It says, And when Simon, this sorcerer, former sorcerer, saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. Notice the title that Peter gives to the Holy Spirit. The gift of God. The Holy Spirit is the gift of God. This baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. And, and Peter says to Simon, he says, he says, you and your money perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. Here's what he didn't say. He, say, he did not say that the gift of God wasn't purchased. He just said, you, you and your money need to perish because you thought it could be bought with money. 
when it had been bought by the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. It had already been purchased. God had purchased the right for the Holy Spirit to come upon and fill believers through His own blood. That is how the Holy Spirit was purchased. And I just want to say this from the very beginning, just in case somebody wants to be offended all service. If you are kind of resisting the Holy Spirit, you're not wrestling with pastors or even theology. You're wrestling with Jesus. You see, Jesus gives the Holy Spirit as a gift that he purchased in his own blood. And if you and I don't want to receive what the Spirit is offering, you're wrestling with Jesus. You're not wrestling with a theological thought. You're actually wrestling with Jesus. And ask Jacob, you lose that wrestling match. But when you lose the match, you're blessed. And I pray all of you lose that, that, that wrestling match that we sometimes have when it comes to things revolving around the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus paid the price for the gift. If you don't want it, I don't think he's going to make you take it, but you should know that he's still offering it to you today. Now, that payment of his own blood secured access, so all we have to do is receive the Holy Spirit, receive the baptism, and by the way, you say, well, how do you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Here it is, freely by faith. Freely by faith. You say, where do you get that from? I get it from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. You're going to see it in a brand new light. I promise you, you're going to see it in a brand new light. Notice these words. It says, it, it says for, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Notice these words. It is what? The gift of God. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, he just said the Holy Spirit was the gift of God. Yeah, by the way, you can't even you cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse five, it says that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee. He's talking about end times, talking about Jesus coming back. The Holy Spirit's our deposit. I saw a sign yesterday walking into Walmart, and it says, Layaway is back. For Christmas. Layaway is back. And I, I really wanted to write under, um, underneath on the sign. Layaway has been happening since Jesus sent his spirit on the day of Pentecost. Because the spirit of God is at the down payment. That word guarantee means deposit. And every one of you who have received the deposit of the Holy Spirit, when we hear the shout from heaven and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet blows, God's coming back for the deposit that's in you. And if the deposit's in you, you're going with the deposit. Man, that's good preaching. Yeah. Woo! I'm telling you, we got to get every wall down from receiving the gift of God. 
He's the gift. Now listen, we've all gotten bad gifts before. I mean, and mostly people are really excited to give you the worst gift. And they're like, open it now. Because they want to see the look on your face and determine what kind of actor you are. And you usually open it and it's something. You're like, oh, you shouldn't have. Really. You know, I heard about a gift uh, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a girlfriend, uh, you know, gets for a boyfriend. Uh, it was a knife block. Okay, it's a knife block. It's kind of cool. Uh, the only problem is um, that it's in the shape of a man, and it holds all the different knives in it. And the name of the knife block is called the X. Just, just uh, by the way, young men, if a girlfriend ever gets you a knife block called the X, and it looks like the X has been stacked, that is your invitation to leave <laughs> immediately. This is not a good gift. It's an actual gift. But the Holy Spirit is a good gift. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus said, If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? Saying to all of us that the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, is a good gift for you. That means we need it. We need it. Now, every gift comes with a nature and a purpose. Every gift in the natural and the supernatural. And the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, is no different. He comes with a nature and he comes with a purpose. And we're going to talk about the nature of the gift of God probably over the next couple of weeks. So what, what should we expect when the Holy Spirit shows up? Well, um, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first thing that we receive, and I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not talking about the first manifestation for you theologians. I'm just talking about the first gift that we receive is this. It's the gift of holiness. Oh, man. I, I know, I know. I just said a four-letter word in church. Holy. You're like, ah, oh, wait. Um, that's that word that, that means uh, perfect, right? Well, it does sort of mean perfect. It means pure, right? I mean, this is the, this is the word that we connect to long hair, no makeup, That it, it's some kind of outward external thing. Well, it does lead to some outward external things, but it's really a magnificent internal work that happens through the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit shows up, his nature shows up, and his nature is holy. Now listen, Romans chapter 1, verses 3 through 4 says this. It says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Notice, he was declared to be the Son of God with power at the resurrection by who? The Spirit of holiness. 
This word holiness in the Greek, it's hagios. It literally means the closest, just literal definition. It means set apart. It means pure. It means uh, completely different, completely other than. And so he was raised from the dead in the spirit of holiness. He was saying that this spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he is completely different. He is completely different. And I want to I confront this morning the lie that has been going through the church that says the only way that we will reach people in this hour is that if we are more like them. That is nonsense. Everybody can see the evil is expanding and, and darkness encroaching on all of us. What we need is the spirit of holiness to come and rest upon the church again. The spirit that says, I am totally set apart unto God. I am totally different. This, this planet, it's estimated about 2 billion Christians. But even if you cut that number in half, 1 billion of the 7.5 billion people on this planet right now, 1 billion people set apart to God can change the whole planet. But it comes from receiving in fullness the spirit of holiness. Notice what the scripture says in 1 Peter 1, verse 14 through 16. It says, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Because it's written, be holy for I am holy. Now, many times we read this the wrong way. We, we kind of see it as God saying, you have to be perfect like I'm perfect. Well, that's, that's actually not what it's saying. And A.W. Tozer, in his book, uh, Pursuit of Holiness, uh, actually uh, pens these words carefully and accurately when he writes, uh, God is holy with an absolute holiness that knows no degree. He doesn't have a degree of holiness. He's completely holy. And this, cannot, and this he cannot impart to his creatures. But there is a relative contingent holiness which he shares with angels and seraphim in heaven and with redeemed man on earth as their preparation for heaven this holiness god does god does impart to his children he shares it with them by imputation and impartation and because he has made it available to them through the blood of the lamb he requires it of them be holy for i am holy he did not say be holy as i am holy for that would demand of us absolute holiness something that belongs to god alone listen it's the work of the holy spirit the gift of god to set us apart to God. Listen, he works in us personally to set us apart from sin, to set us apart from those things which, which, which do not bring him honor and glory. But listen, God doesn't give you his spirit just so you can stop doing the wrong things. That's only half of the story. See, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you become very conscious of what He wants you to do. 
See, I'm not just set apart from who I was and the things that, that I used to do. I am set apart unto God because of the spirit of holiness is leading me there. Now, if there's compromise in our lives, and the lists are many in the scripture, whether that's hatred, envy, malice, fornication, sex outside of marriage, it doesn't matter what, what your issue is, that you did not learn from the gift of God, the spirit of holiness. You learned it from former lust. Just the way of the flesh. We do whatever feels good. That's the way we learn that. But when we receive and get baptized in the Holy Spirit, we're like, God, I want to live unto you. Not only do I want to avoid the things that kept me bound, Lord, I want to walk in the things that please you. That comes from the Holy Spirit. The work of making us holy is the work of the spirit of holiness. And God's goal is that we should become more like Christ every day. And he puts in our heart a hunger and a thirst for the righteousness of God. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what Jesus talked about in, in Matthew chapter 5 in the Beatitudes. He puts within you a hunger and thirst for righteousness. And you know what the scripture says? They will be filled. Man, you get filled with that spirit of holiness. You start to hunger for the things of God. You, you get this seed down in the side of you, and it's God himself saying, Oh, I want to be more like Christ every single day. I want to walk like Christ. I want to walk in the miracles of Christ. I want to walk in the intimacy that Christ walked with, with, with the Father. And you know what the Bible says? You will have that hunger satisfied. We get that from the spirit of holiness. Now, when you receive the, the gift of God, you also receive this next one. When, believe me, uh, this, this one is a little countercultural uh, to where we are. We receive the gift of boldness. We receive the gift of boldness. Um, um, there's a lot of boldness in our lives. Lots of things are very bold. Um, matter of fact, you know, uh, you've probably been to that uncomfortable family dinner. It's a holiday meal. And there's that one person that like slammed their fist one time and tried to ruin the whole dinner and said, if another person tries to pray, or tries to shove their Jesus down my throat. I'm leaving. And there's this like pushback. I'm glad that there's only one or two people in here who know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what we need in that moment? Boldness. Because I really believe that you experience that in different ways in all the areas of influence that God has called you to. And we need boldness and you receive it 
when you receive this baptism in the Holy Spirit. See, in Acts chapter 4, the church was under intense persecution. They were preaching Jesus boldly and uh, and came under persecution and, and were locked up and beaten and then released. And when they went back to their own company for boldly preaching Jesus, they come together and they pray. And I love this. Because we, we get what they prayed in Acts chapter 4. And it says this, Now, Lord, look on their threats. All of these people who are saying, Don't preach in the name of Jesus. Don't bring up the name of Jesus. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The answer to our personal deficiencies in those moments of pressure is a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. When you need boldness, it is not just you need to just you know, gussy up the strength to say something. You need the presence of God in your life. It is the baptism in the Holy Spirit that brings boldness. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit that brings boldness. And by the way, these people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit, again in Acts 4, had already been baptized in Acts 2. They just received it again. They received the baptism in the Holy Spirit again. You say, well... You know, I I don't want to beat them over the head with the Bible. You know, I really wish the world took that stance on all the stuff they are beating our heads in with. I wish they would stop beating our heads in with pornography. My son's got to grow up in a world where a hundred billion dollar industry makes pornography available on every phone. They are beating in to my children that this is acceptable, that this is right. And I'm telling you, it's time that the church start getting baptized in the Holy Spirit again in this hour. And we say, we're not going to let this unrighteousness reign in our day we're gonna live full of God's spirit and if they beat us they beat us if they try to silence us they try to silence us but we will take our stand full of the Holy Spirit and power we've been saying all the wrong things stop it there are worse things that you could beat people over the head with than the Bible You go to jail for those, even though you would like to sometimes. (laughs) We need to give away this glorious message that transforms people's eternity. You do understand that eternity is on the line, not just your Thanksgiving meal. It's eternity that's on the line. And I do want to say this, if you've, I know what it's like to, you know, experience um, being bullied. And so, you know, but uh, if, and if you get bullied for a while, you tend to just try to avoid the bully. Unless your big brother shows up. And then you're bold right in front of the bully. 
Because Big Brother's going to take care of it. Well, I, I just want to say, many of you have been bullied by the enemy through people. But you need to walk on this planet with an awareness that God himself through the Holy Spirit is with you. And that you can walk in confidence and walk in boldness knowing God's going to stretch out his hands to heal even if it's awkward right here in Chick-fil-A. Even if it's awkward right here in school, kids, God's going to stretch out his hand and he's going to change a life. Even if it's awkward, I was walking into the, 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 uh, the, the hospital the other day and I, I saw the incense of prayer rising up. And all I, all I could say is, you know, this is not only a place where nurses and doctors heal, it's a place where heaven has come to heal. And so I walk into that place, and, I, and when, when I'm laying hands on people and praying for people, I'm expecting that God will move in boldness. The other day, the Lord had me literally lay on a brain-dead woman, been brain-dead since last October. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God came in. They were like, disconnect her. You know, get, she has no hope. When they disconnected her, she kept breathing. And she kept leaving. They sent her to hospice. Hospice said, listen, why she, what's she doing here? She's talking now. I'm telling you, you got to get bold. There has to be a boldness connected to the Holy Spirit. I, I know it was weird. That is bizarre for me to hear the Lord say, just almost lay on her in this bed and call her by name and tell her to come back. There is a boldness that comes from knowing God is with you. And that he will move. You say, why? I don't know why it's not like that every time. But when it is, I just want to be ready. When it is, I want to be ready. And I believe God is readying you. Now listen, we, we all experience this pressure and sometimes it's silent and this pressure comes against us to just fit in that we need to be a certain way at work and that we need to be a certain way around our family and we need to be a certain way in this environment but then when we come to church we can let our let our hair down okay i want you to get totally encouraged here but i don't want you to be different out there than you are in here but, but I know what it's like. And by the way, the Bible tells a story of even leaders. Listen, you may be a life group leader here. You may be doing some things in ministry. And even you can be subject to this kind of pressure. You see, the Apostle Paul writes to his spiritual son, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He says, he says, I remind you, I am reminding you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying out of my hands. What is the gift of God? The gift of God is the whole. Holy Spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Timothy was going through the pressures of ministry and the pressures of persecution, and he was starting to shrink back. But his spiritual father looked him right in the eye and said, I remind you, you stir up the gift of God that is in. He said, Don't pray that God would stir up the gift. He said, Son, you, in other translations, you fan it into flame. The gift of God. You fan it into flame. Some of you have been timid so long, you're like, man, this is just my nature. I've got good news for you. If you got born again, you got a new nature. And some of us are really loud, and I apologize for that. 
And some of you are definitely more quiet and introspective, but that doesn't make your words any less powerful. God still wants you to be bold. And I want to tell you that he tells Timothy here, stir up the gift. And I've come today as a shepherd saying, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Fan it into flame. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, this spirit of timidity. He has given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Young people, when you walk in your hallways, stir up the gift. When people are going the other way in the other direction, stir up the gift. Fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. Live for God out loud. When you walk into your work and you're feeling the pressure to feel in, I'm telling you, fan it into flame. Say, I'm a son of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. And where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. And there is freedom. It's going to break out in the lunchroom. It's going to break out in the, in the marketplace. It's gonna, he's going to move everywhere that I go. You fan it into flame. Fan it into flame. Fight the fear and fan it into flame. That's the gift of God. You stir it up. I hope you've enjoyed this message on the Holy Spirit from Calvary Church. For more information on this message or to listen to other teachings, visit us at InvernessCalvary.com. Connect with us for all the latest news on services, events, and more through our website or by following us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks again for listening to this podcast and God bless you.